listeners. Welcome to Making Space, a Diversity Dialogue, a bi-weekly podcast where a guest host and I will discuss socially sensitive topics and answer questions around those cultures, ethnicities, and identities. We have some bonus content for you folks this week. Carleton State University's Office of Diversity and Inclusion and International Programs hosted an in-person diversity dialogue on campus. Their topic was chosen in honor of Black History Month and speaks to the lost ancestry of African-American individuals specifically caused by the slave trade. Now I hope you enjoy this live recording of the Diversity Dialogue. Hi everyone, my name is Emily Mankirk. I'm here on behalf of the Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and International Programs. And I'd like to welcome you to our first diversity dialogue of the spring 2020 semester. Thank you, that's what I was going for. Our presenter today is a very strong student leader, Malik Miles, president of the Tarleton Black Student Union who is going to talk to us today about a very powerful topic that relates to February's uh, theme as Black History Month. So I'd like to introduce you today, Malik Miles. All right, um, thank you all for coming. Um, so today I'm going to be going over the lost ancestry, which is basically African-Americans forgotten ancestry and connection to Africa. So. This is a um, a sort of point within African-American history that's not really highlighted on that as African-Americans, we really don't have a connection or a tie to the continent. We don't remember our original religious customs, um, spiritual customs, our history as opposed to because of the slave trade that just ha the slave trade that happened years ago. So my goal of this presentation is to highlight the disconnect to the highlight the disconnect between African Americans and the continent, identify that the slave trade and constant miseducation um, is the reason why we have this split, and to show that descendants of these enslaved Africans, which are present day African Americans here in in this country, are still paying for this crime and are still feeling the effects of the slave trade. Um, so I want to kind of give you a background origin of the slave trade. So this is not really highlighted upon, but um, the reason why the slave trade even happened was because of Pope Nicholas V, who issued his Doom de Veris, which basically this Doom de Veris was basically saying that it is okay for the Portuguese to go and enslave anyone who they deem as a pagan, basically meaning anyone who is not Christian or who is not Catholic they have to go ahead to go and enslave these people and subject them to what anything they want to because in their eyes and in the eyes of God they are not human so this is I wanted to sort of highlight the legacy of slavery so the first ship of enslaved Africans came on six, the 1619 in Jamestown this is the first time that African Americans arrived here in North America um, slavery did not officially end in the Americas until 1865 and even later because of the simple reason that that's why we celebrate Juneteenth because even after this day there were still people who did not know they were free um, even then not everyone was officially free like I just said so even after slavery African Americans faced many other oppositions so like 
um, Jim Crow, which is I like to commonly call it apartheid because that's basically what it was. Um, mass incarceration, uh, police genocide, uh, school to prison pipeline, redlining, uh, and mass incarceration. Yeah, mass incarceration, gentrification. So basically, all of these things. Apartheid was basically segregation. They basically I don't know if you all saw all of the old pictures of whites can drink here and whites can come here and blacks can go here and blacks can go there. So that's a apartheid that happened in South Africa as well. Um, gentrification is the act of moving into one's neighborhood and causing them to move out. That happened quite a bit within that uh, within that era as well, and it's also happening now. I can say personally for myself that in the in Dallas, where I originally from, in South Dallas, that is heavily going on now. There is a lot of townhomes and things that are being built in neighborhoods that once were inhabited by black people. Um, school to prison pipeline, it has been recorded and documented that the test that they take in third grade basically lets them know whether this particular student is going to go to prison or not. Um, so all of these things are still being in play and are still things that are constituted from slavery the disconnect from from yeah uh, from ancestry so slavery has affected African Americans in many ways but not commonly so like I just said one is the one big one that is not highlighted is the disconnect from the continent so our disconnect from or the original religion that we once had the original culture that we once had and original history the language that we even speak everything that we have now this was not originally ours until the slave trade we but the what african americans have done is created a new culture um out of nothing out of nowhere um africans americans has has no idea of the culture that they once had it's unless you go research so african americans really don't know what tribe they originally came from before the slave trade um they they can't trace it unless you go and I'll highlight this later on within the slide. But there isn't really, it's not really common knowledge amongst African Americans. And so historical evidence of this disconnect, I would say one is forbidding them to learn how to read. That was one thing that uh, the white European oppressors did within that era of time of oppression. They forbid they forbid those enslaved Africans from reading. Um, they also restricted them from speaking in their own native tongue, and they also uh, religious indoctrination. So what they did was they basically impressed a new religion upon themselves. So they cut them off from the language, cut them off from their own spiritual connection, and indoctrinated them with a new spiritual um, spiritual teaching. And also the slave codes were a big part of, of helping that as well because the slave codes restricted them of doing many other things from even connecting and talking with each other and also using their artifacts and their, their cultural connections. Um, now, per currently, there has been a search for that connection and you can see it with African Americans in clothing, music from the continent and spiritual teachings. What you can see now is more and more African Americans are starting to have that search and that drive for that connection. Um, and I would say that it hit its height in 2018 after the film Black Panther came out. Um, across the nation, you saw African Americans 
embrace Africa like never before that I have that I personally haven't saw in my lifetime. Um, also, with the music, Afrobeat, Afrofusion, and Afrowave has become a major genre within African American culture. If you can go to any, I know if you can go and travel to any other college campus, um, this music is going to be prevalent within that African American culture, specifically on HBCU campuses. Um, and these are some of the some famous known artists within Afrobeat, Afrofusion, Afrowave, and there are many others. Um, ways African Americans can connect back to the continent. So one way is through a black-owned DNA company called African Ancestry, and this company was started by Dr. Uh, Gina, I, I can't think of her last name, and Dr. Rick Kittles. So both of these uh, individuals decided they were going to start this company and offer African Americans a way to be able to trace their ancestry. And what makes this company so different from the other ancestry DNA companies is that this particular company can trace your connection back to the ethnic group that you're descended from. They can take the DNA that you have and trace it back to the ethnic group that you're descended from. So um, Erica Badu, she has taken, many celebrities have taken this test and Erica Badu has traced her connection back to an ethnic group within Cameroon where she was able to go and actually meet these people and build a connection with that tribe that she's descended from. Um, another way is traveling to the continent. So Ghana and Nigeria is about to start this as well. So Ghana has this thing called the Year of Return that they do every year where they allow people from across the African diaspora to come to the continent and experience the, the music, the culture, kind of see some of the where some of the slave castles were and many celebrities are championing that as well. So Boris Kujo is one who is also leading this as well and Nigeria is getting ready to start doing this and another one is also researching and learning the history and culture of Africa it may not be you may not have the knowledge of knowing that this may be the tribe or this may be the group of people that you know but at least you know that you know you were a people before the slave trade happened and I think it's important for us to understand that and, and look at it as though they weren't slaves they were enslaved people. These people were architects, these people were artists, these people were um, warriors, painters, uh, elect all of these things before this crime happened in, within history. Oh yeah, so 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 basically what happens is is that the standardized test that they give and I'm homeschooled, so right so benchmarks, uh, star tests, things of that nature. Within the third grade, they already, uh, the, the system or prison systems basically have a count on who more than likely what child is going to be going to that prison. So that's why they, that's how they build prison. They build prison based off the test scores of students, African, uh, African American students within schools. Um, so this is, I actually looked up a couple of, and I have the links and yes. citations so cities on here. Um, so a couple of articles, The Guardian is an article that I, I researched. Um, also looking at the number, the prison numbers and prison systems, like your, uh, I can't think, 
your uh, your private owned prisons. Most of those are built based off of those school tests. So you, there's the Guardian. Um, you can find on. I know I found the Black Atlanta. Um, Yeah, the thirteenth is another one that basically kind of highlights that as well. No problem. You did a great job. Can we get a hand from Malik, please? And I trust your citations. I just want to make sure we got that on on oh, air. Oh, right, no problem. So no, no problem at all. Did you turn that off or is it on still? Wonderful. So I just wanted to mention that all of this. Um, the presentation portion, at least, is being recorded for a new podcast that's being released by the Tarleton radio station in collaboration with ODI, uh, IP. Let me not forget the last two letters of our name now. Um, it's going to be titled Making Space, a Diversity Dialogue. And it's a wonderful new collaboration that you can find on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. So um, the first episode should be releasing soon, should have already released. Yes, yes. The first episode is all LGBTQ+. So it's kind of the same principle with Diversity Dialogue. If you're interested in speaking, get in contact with me or Tiburcio, and we'll see if we can fit you in. I do want to just restate that when we talk about the school-to-prison pipeline, um, a lot of times it's about the abuse of power from people who are intending potentially to do good, but intent, intent actually do harm. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. So uh, thank you guys so much. And we're going to move on to our discussion portion. So the recording will now be closed. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus episode. And make sure you come back next week for another regular episode of Making Space, where Malik Miles and I will discuss police brutality within the Black community. See you next week, folks. Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from AJ Heyer and Taylor Welch. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.